My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and today we are talking about motherhood and marriage. This is a tough subject for so many because I think as women, we struggle with the balance between having a good marriage and being a good mom. And it's not always easy. So before we dive in, I am going to let my co-host introduce themselves to you. We have three lovely ladies on here. And Lauren, I will let you go first. Wonderful. My name is Lauren Lazpak. I'm a devoted wife and mom of three. I'm also um, a business owner times three. And my work in the world is really to help women and fellow entrepreneurs break through their limiting beliefs and stories so that they can do their greatest work in the world. Typically, you know, I speak to motherhood and, and loss, child loss, loss of self, and just helping women rebuild that inner knowing and inner trust so that they can create a business that they love and, and be really present for the life that they're in. So this topic today, I think, is really an exciting one. I love it. Dana? So my name is Dana Mott. I am also a wife going on 14 years this year, which is crazy for me to think about. I have two little ones, a girl and a boy. So I love it because I kind of get like both worlds. As far as my business, um, I'm in the wellness space. I'm a strong advocate for uh, natural hair and self-acceptance. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love it. Okay, Tumkeen, you are here with us. So let's hear about Tumkeen. Um, Hi, everyone. So my name is Tumkeen. I am a published author. My first book uh, was released earlier this year called Breathe. Poetry Reflection from the 2020 Lockdown. It's a passion project of mine. I've been wanting to be a writer for 32 years now, and I finally got to do it in my 40s. I am also a poet and a contributing writer for both Detroit Mom and Lansing Mom. I've been married for more than 22 years, and I am a mom of six kids, um, from teenagers all the way down to toddler. And I often say that I am writing to heal and healing to write. And in that journey, I am currently working on my memoir. Gosh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Let's dive in. So I kind of want to get Tom Keen. Um, I know this is a topic that was uh, very heavy, not heavy for you, but a topic you wanted to discuss. And so I kind of want to jump into motherhood and how you balance. Gosh, you've been married for 22 years. I'm over here like going on some 10 years of marriage. I can't even imagine 22. But you, you know, talking to you. I'm assuming you are a very happy wife. You've told us about your husband before. Can you kind of jump into that? And how do you balance and happily stay married for 22 years and six children and everything mm-hmm. else? I just, I'm so curious. Balance. I think balance is a tricky word. I think that when we try to balance everything all at once is when we feel like everything is falling short on. So I like to kind of use the word either Harmony, or I would say we evolve in our relationship. So first, it was just the two of us, and um, we didn't have kids for three years. And it was just about us 
focusing on each other, getting to know each other well. I'll draw a little bit of another firecracker into that by saying that we're arranged married. So we didn't really know each other. So we spent three years getting to know each other. And then we had our daughter. Our relationship took a different turn. And it was hard because I had dealt with a very heavy blow of postpartum depression. And so, and a part of that was that our relationship suddenly changed. We had a new child into that mix between the two of us. And we definitely, with the, uh, with having those other children, we realized that our relationship wasn't the same as it was when we, were, we didn't have kids. And it, it, it has been educational to say, you know, for lack of a better word, to say that we've learned about each other and from each other how to pull each other when one of us seems to be lagging behind in our marriage. And that's to say that if with my husband, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my husband has been busy at work and the hours have been long and the children were small, he knew when he came home that I needed him in a certain capacity to fulfill those gaps that I was feeling like I was just breaking down in. And then when he needed to be pulled up, when work was getting too stressful for him, I was there for him in that role. And that's how we basically made it for the past 22 years, is that sometimes our wheels have been aligned and we have been rolling along together, just like, you know, it's just like clockwork for us. But then there's times when one of us was completely, really fall back, falling back, and the other one pulled us, one of us through. And in that, I, for me at least, marriage by far comes first because when we are we are in synchrony with each other, then we are able to parent our children together as a stronger, um, more, I guess we can say a stronger, a stronger parenthood in raising these children. When we fall, we feel that the cracks start appearing in our family life, in our home. And so we feel like we have to be a strong glue that, that's bounded together always. And one of the ways that we work also is that we've said very early in our marriage that there is no exit door here, that these are four walls and we are choosing to live the rest of our lives in these four walls. And when we bounce against those walls, we're going to learn how to work together so that we continue living in this four walls without going crazy. <laughs> I can understand that. And just really quick before we go any further, I have to tell you when you say you make a choice to stay within these four walls. It used to bother the heck out of me. My husband would say, I choose you. And I'm like, what do you mean you choose me? I choose you. Like, we choose each other. We're together because we love each other. No, he's like, no, every morning I wake up, I actively choose to be with you. I I find that empowering. Yeah. Quite empowering. Now I do. But like, you know, obviously years ago. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I'm talking about evolve, right? That's what it is. When we're getting to know each other, we kind of like evolve in our relationship because then we learn the love languages of each other and all that. So, yeah. And you... I think, I don't know if you other ladies can agree that I think you fall in and out of of love. Like, I don't even know if you fall in and out of love with your husband, but there are more intense times where you're like, oh, I really love him. And then there's times you're like, oh, I can't even stand looking at him in the kitchen. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming, dumping 22 years of marriage that you maybe felt that. Well, this is what I think. Sometimes we are lovers and sometimes we're friends and sometimes we're just like, we're just, you know, co-parents together. That's that that's and I and we call it seasons. You know, there's sometimes that things are a little hot and heavy, and sometimes it's winter. They're cold, long winter. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah. So we go through seasons. Oh gosh. Okay, Lauren, what's your take? Yeah. Well, I mean, Tumkeen, I feel like the evolution part that you said, like that's what really comes to mind. 
you know, I've been with my husband since we were 15. So, oh my gosh, yes. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah, so we've been together for almost 20 years, but 10 years married. And so when you said evolution, like I just, that I really took to heart because I thought like, gosh, when we, when we met each other, you know, the amount of time we've spent getting to know each other while getting to know ourselves is, is pretty epic, right? Like we really didn't mm-hmm. even know who we were individually, let alone who we could be together. And so it's, it's been a real evolution of self and an understanding that we're both doing the work together and trying to figure out like what this might look like, right? Like what this looks like now in the next year, five years, 10 years as our family grows. And it's just a deeper understanding that we're going to change. You know, I was actually just reading Matthew McConaughey's book and I really enjoyed it. And he talked about how he asked his wife, like, what will I have to do before they became, before they were married? What will I have to do to lose you? And she said, change. And I loved that. But at the same time, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that to a certain regard. But at the same time, it's like, oh, no, we're going to change regardless, you know, and it's, how will we change and evolve together? And, you know, without going down an entire rabbit hole, I mean, for my husband and I, I think with every child, we grow closer, you know? And and I know that that it doesn't mean moment to moment, right? Like, there's moment to moment where you're like, eh. <laughs> um, but we do because the child pushes us in a certain way, and then we get to understand ourselves better, and then we get to understand each other better. And our third child, we, we lost. Um, he was a stillborn. And man, going through that change, right? Going, experiencing grief and loss together, and then how we were able to continue that evolution, right, together. Um, I just think so much of what Tom Keen said is just so spot on that you have to just be able to hold one another up as you're changing and growing and life evolves. And if you don't start there, you're going to have a really hard time as a mother. (laughs) I think you got to start there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's so good. Okay, Dana, you have any thoughts on this? I do, I do. So it's interesting because me and my husband could not be more polar opposite. (laughs) Like, and we even discuss this sometimes where he's like, I feel like you like go out of your way to disagree with me. Like, <laughs> like I feel like it, it, it's almost like if I say the sky is blue, you have to figure out a way to not make it blue. And so even I feel like the way we viewed marriage and children, it was so, so different. For me, because of my past traumas, I had this fear when I became a mother that there was something in me that didn't have the ability to be a good mother. Like it was like so deep seated that I felt like everything had to be about these kids. Like I, cause I had something to prove. Nobody else was, was saying that I needed to prove this except in my head, I needed Mm -hmm. to prove that I was like this ultra amazing mother and they would feel all of the love. And so I remember very specifically and my, my husband's very affectionate he loves like just quality time, just us. Like, and in my head, I'm like, no, we have kids, so why would we go on a vacation together? Like, what? Like, like we <laughs> we have these kids, so the kids must come too, right? And he's like, no, <laughs> like we were some, you know, we were together before these kids came. Like, yeah. What like what's gonna happen when they're grown and out of the house? And they're still coming. They're right. still coming. Right. Right. <laughs> 
So, so he's like, no, we have to work on us. And honestly, I'll be completely honest. There were probably years within our marriage that I didn't realize that there were things wrong mm. because I was giving everything to my children. And then even I, I remember, and I don't know if this is TMI, but like, I remember like when my daughter was nursing and I told him like, no, like those are her, those are for her. Like you can't oh my like, gosh. get out of there. Right? And like, what if like, like the milk spills or there's like I, like my brain cannot even like separate like oh I actually need to be like a partner to my husband and like sexually available and still like nurse these kids like so so it's funny when I think about this topic because I'm like yeah I'm like balance harmony like I don't think I had any of that I was just like I was like oh well I have these kids and you go to work and we're like we're just roommates. Right. We're roommates. Okay, what was the turning point for you to realize that your marriage needed to be an important factor in your life? My husband is amazing and he like just would keep like, okay, babe, like let's talk about this. Let's like, you know, go through and he would he would tell me how he felt. Like he he would honestly be like I feel neglected, like and at the time, so it's interesting, too, because during that time, he actually was in the medical field. And being in the medical field, he was surrounded by women. Yep. And <laughs> and he would tell me stories. And it's like, I, I don't know if it's just like that slight, you know, woman and having a little bit of jealousy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, so I feel like some of those things were what kind of op- opened me up to like, OK, I need to make some changes. And then also just realizing, like, yeah, the reality is these kids aren't going to be here forever. Yeah. And as they got older, they didn't need me as much for things. And so I realized, like, no, no, no. Like, I have to really focus on my marriage, my relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I think if you're not focusing, if the focus doesn't start there, and actually, let me just take this a step further. I think the focus starts with self. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not working on myself, then I'm an awful wife. Yeah. That's and so true. And then I'm a really incapable mother. Like, it's just, it's just this, this, you know, trickle-down effect, yeah. I feel like. So I, I feel like it has to start with self, and then secondary would be marriage, and then third, you know, it would be parenting. And the thing is, is that when I'm starting there, and I'm, I'm typically pretty good or at least have some harmony with the rest, mm-hmm. right, with trying to juggle the rest. So I, I think it's just that, and again, yeah, balance isn't the right word, right? It's the harmony between it all. And just, it's literally moment to moment. Yeah. I think the hard part is for people to understand what exactly the harmony part is, right? I know for myself, when I don't feel supported by my husband or we're not getting along, I am not my best self. Mm -hmm. Because I think in order, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, I don't get to leave the house every day like my husband. It's an option. You know what I mean? Like, really, I have a flexible job that allows me to be available for our children. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when my husband and I are off, whether it's like even at little things like communication, when the communication isn't there, how off we are, and then it trickles into my mothering Mm -hmm. because I don't feel supported and then I'm not my best self and then I'm not their best. I'm not a good mom in my eyes to them because of all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes people, you know, let's be realistic. The divorce rate is a little out of control. So 
I think there's something to be said for women that maybe are listening that are like, I don't know what harmony looks like. How can I be a good mom? Yeah. And how can I be a good wife? You know, because truly I think, you know, like you're saying, it's really hard. And the more kids that you have, it's so hard. Right, Tamkeen? Like the expect, and too, like the expectation I think we put on ourselves as women to be the end-all, be-all as a mom and then also keep this husband happy and, you know, all of these things. Like how exactly does that work and how can we do that successfully? And it doesn't, I hate the word balance too. I don't even know why you said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it's nearly impossible because in all aspects of your life, I think something well, it's always. It's a common word, right? Yeah. It's a common word. It's a common word. And that's why we feel like none of us are successful in that. I don't think any one of us can say that, yes, I have it all together. Like I'm balancing everything out and everything is perfect. It just doesn't work that way. But it's, a, it's one of those words we love to throw out there and hope that it sticks. But it rarely does. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like the most important word in this entire conversation is communication. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you're the moment that I'm really <laughs> annoyed with my husband, fed up with my children, when I'm like, get me in the shower, I need some time to myself. You all know that moment. It's typically because I'm not communicating something. I'm either not asking for help. I'm not asking my children to just give me a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm just really not advocating for myself. Like, it, it just starts mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, and if you can take the time to, to honestly, when, when the feeling comes, like before you blow up, right? Like the feeling, the blow up is like, okay, you're, you've actually gone a step too far. <laughs> like before the feeling comes, if you can just sit and acknowledge like, great, what's going on right now? Like, what am I feeling? Why do I want to escape my life in, yeah. in this present moment so that I can just have some peace? Oh, it's probably yeah. because I'm, I'm not asking for something saying something that's honest, being truthful with this entire, right, with everybody in, in these four walls, like Tamkin said. Yeah. And, and it, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say that, and isn't it that you need to know yourself in order to know what you need to ask for? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like some of us even lack that because we don't even know when our spouse will turn to us and say, what is it that you want? Like, how can I make you happy? We don't know. Yeah. We actually don't know. That mom down the street, she's probably enjoying it. That coworker with a kid the same age as yours, probably enjoying it. That woman at Trader Joe's, who's your favorite cashier, also probably enjoying it. I'm talking about cannabis. It's time to start normalizing the use of cannabis, particularly among females and moms. It's not a scary thing. The awesome team at Cloud Cannabis is on a mission to educate how cannabis can help you take your life to the next level, to be happier, healthier, and simply the best version of yourself. Visit a Cloud Cannabis store and let their bud tenders guide you to the products that will meet your desired goals and effects. Use the code DMP, that's D as in dog, M as in Mary, and P as in peanut, at checkout in-store or online to get $10 off when you spend $75 or more. Visit www.cloudcannabis.com to learn more. And and I was actually going to piggyback on that point too, the the self-awareness. And I will say even for myself and my marriage, when me and my husband started to have a discussion and be more clear on it, it had to be, okay, when Dana reacts this way, like what really is the issue? Yeah. Right? Why do you feel like you need to be a good mother in quotes, right? And you can't even define what a good mother looks like to you. So let's sit down and define what that would look like. 
Does that mean that you have to come through and do everything for the children? No. You have a husband. So delegate some of those oh, things. Oh, gosh. And oh, he gosh. wants to be a part of these children's lives just as much <laughs> as you do. So just because maybe my husband is doing the math with my daughter doesn't mean that I'm less of a mother. But in my head, it did. Yeah. And so I think it, that does come self-awareness. But you might need someone else to help you sit down and realize where where you can mm-hmm. give up on certain things. Yeah. And I almost wonder sometimes if we give our husbands enough credit because... Honestly, like they're a little easier than I think we leave them. 100%. To. Like, if, if, typically, if I'm doing my work, like the flow on his end will come. Like he always follows, I always kind of joke around. So he's like a couple steps behind, but he ends up getting on my wavelength. <laughs> like, you know, he ends up getting there when I'm doing my work, like when I'm really present with who I am in this moment, what I need, what I need, what I need to ask for, right? Like, he'll typically follow along and he really just wants to be told. Like he really is just like, tell me what you need. <laughs> like This would be so much easier. Yeah. He would just tell me instead of getting to that moment of like silence and stare downs, right? Yeah. I think yeah. more women though, Dana, are like you. They're like, well, I feel like I have to do all these things and it's a way to prove yourself, your worth, all these things when in reality, I maybe was like that with my first because I was a single mom with my first, but I think it got to the point where more I'm relieved when my husband would does homework or I feel like we're in a partnership because he's taking the initiative to know, okay, if she needs to do her math or they need to read every night or, you know, Nola needs a bath or whatever the case may be. I think the like communication and I actually just went through this is I, we work with, I don't see her. One of our friends, She's been on Detroit Mom before as Sarah Watson, who is a sex therapist. And I was on one of her podcasts and we were talking about it. And at this time, my husband and I were going through a little bit of a rough patch. I wasn't communicating. My therapist says all the time, you can't expect your husband to know exactly what you want. He cannot read your mind. And so she's like, I suggest you, you know, do X, Y, and Z. So right, you know, every morning you get up, there are things you need him to do. And you write it on, you know, where if he opens up the coffee to get a coffee mug out or something like that, you put it on there. These are the three things I need you to do today. Instead of expecting him to be like, oh, the oh the dishes need to be done. Oh, she needs me to bathe a child. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not something they do all the time, I think the expectation, it's like this badge of honor, right? As mom's like, oh, I know everything that yeah. is yeah. to be done yeah. with our children. I'm going to hoard it to myself so I make myself feel better. Realistically, if you think about it, at the end of the day, why exactly do we do that? Mm-hmm. And then we get mad at them yeah. for not doing it. It's a cycle. It is. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, I, I feel I, I understand that. And I think that I've had moments in my life where I was right there. But I, I don't really feel like that anymore. And I think it's because we've been able to set up a, um, what, what's the word for it? Just like a loving expectation for one another. So like, let, just for example, this is off topic, but in the morning for me, like I have to do my meditation. I have to. And, and sometimes that looks like me doing it in my, by myself in the dark, right? Like the most perfect, beautiful morning. And sometimes that's me like with my earphones in, hearing Peppa Pig in the other room, with the kids running in, jumping on my lap, and I'm like, please, just two more minutes, right? Like, there's yeah. always one or the other. But even with my kids, right, we have a conversation. I say, listen, this is mommy's 10 minutes 
in the morning and I know you need me, honey, and I want to be with you. Just just this 10 minutes, if we can just get through this 10 minutes, I'm, I'm completely and fully available to you. And guess how long that took for them to understand when they walk in the room and I have my headphones in, I don't jump on mommy. It took a long time. Yeah. Right? Like, of course it did. Like, they have their wants and needs. But we finally got there, right? And I have an almost seven and almost four-year-old. And even my four-year-old gets it now. Yeah. But it took like that loving expectation. So I think the same is true with my husband, right? It's like, okay, this is happening again. This is happening. Oh, I'm doing the, I'm doing the, every time like there's a folded thing of laundry, like why can't you just put the damn thing in the laundry away? Yeah. You know? And then you have a conversation around it and it might take a few times. It might take a few weeks. It might take a few months. But I think if you're not able to vocalize that expectation, like how do we assume, like how do we assume that they understand like, you not putting that laundry away actually makes me feel like you don't under, you don't think that my time is as precious as yours. Like it goes Gosh. so deep. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that too. And so it's interesting you said something and it triggered something recently between me and my husband where I realized so he is a large part of our business. He actually is a lot more outgoing than I am, if you believe it or not. Wow. And yeah. So he does a lot of the education and the teaching. Um and for the longest, like, I would be like, hey, can you do mailers with me? Can you do this with me? And he's like, that's not in my wheelhouse. Why would I do that? You know, and I realized, but I wasn't self-aware until I realized, I'm like, it was just another experience that we can have together. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted, you know, it to be like, oh, it's enjoyable to him, mm -hmm. but it was just, I, I, this was my quality time with him and trying to give back. And oh. every, every time he rejected that, it was like he was rejecting spending time with me. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like how yeah. often do we get mad at our husbands for not wanting to do things? We're like, well, I need to do it. You know, this is quality time together. When like my husband's quality time is like laying on the couch and stuff. And I was like, we have things to do. We have stuff to clean. And then yeah. I look at him just enjoying himself on the couch and I'm yeah, just, you know, you can imagine the feeling inside and sometimes that's when you just need a full reboot right like you just need we recently took a few days away together and i know i mean that hasn't happened in many many years don't get me wrong but i mean just doing that just being the presence of one another without the distractions it's just like oh yeah oh yeah there you are like mm -hmm. i can see you now like you can see me and and here we are look how wonderful we we can be together right yeah. and sometimes you just need that complete like I'm out. Like, we're out. We, we got to spend some time together because we're just too distant in this moment. And I'd like to um, kind of speak to that, too, because in our relationship, we have never, in 23 years, ever gone away together. And that is just, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, culturally speaking, that my husband comes from, uh, from, from India. And culturally speaking, that is something unheard of for him. It's like you vacation, you vacation with the kids. Like, there's no such thing as you and me and the kids stay home or with somebody. Uh, now that we have older kids, and so we haven't done that, but we have, we have made our marriage our own by adapting to the things that make us us. So for us, evenings, even if it's a half an hour, sitting together and just, you know, well, how was your day? How was your day? And hearing each other out. We just, I think for us, it's we we've, we've made it work by making the moments work for us, the small moments. The moments of just of just sitting and sometimes just looking at each other without any distraction, um, and 
I don't know, for lack of a better word, I would say evolved again. I, I go back to that same word because because I grew up in, in North America. So for me, a lot of the values that we have, I, I had those. So I thought, okay, what is this? And he came from a different background and he was like, well, this is the way we did it. And so we kind of learned to 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 just hear each other out. And in the silent moments, now I think in these many years, there's a lot of this a glance expectation type thing. So I look at him and he knows, something's up, she ain't looking happy. And, uh, and, and, and it comes off on the kids too, right? Because I'll be like, I have to do everything around here. And then he hears that and he's like, whoops. And he'll, he'll jump in. And when he comes from work, so there's little things that we've done now to learn from each other in our relationship. Uh, something called, like, and I like to call it like our silent language. Where when he comes from work, um, like I know that he, like, he would like me to greet him at the door. And I do. So no matter what I do, I drop everything. I meet him at the door. It's not like this lengthy, you know, Hollywood kiss or something. It's just, uh, you know, we say salam to each other as Muslims. So we, I say salam to him and he says it back. And then he gives me a kiss on my forehead and we, and then the kids all rush in then. And that's how we, that's how we greet each other. Every day before he work, leaves for work, I like to see him out to the door. So I walk him to the door. And, you know, so it's very, you would look like it was like 1950s, 1960s here. But we, we like it because those are the tender moments that we've held on to. And it makes it feel like the last thing he sees before he leaves the house is my face. God forbid something happens to either of us. And the first face he sees when he walks through the door is my face. And that's the face that I look, that I look forward to. I tell him, I say that my day is, is um, when you leave the house, and me and the kids, we're doing our thing. But we wait for the day, that, the moment you come back inside the house. Because that's the moment that it feels like the RD is is complete, mm-hmm. and and he says the same thing. He goes, "I rushed you home because the first faces I want to see is you and the kids, All because right. then I feel like it's worth it." So it's kind of like we've and we've come there. Yeah. It didn't come today. Like mm-hmm. it, it took twenty three years to get here. Yeah, I, I I would I would not be honest if I said, "Oh, you know, we've got this Hollywood romance relationship." Far from it. It took him twenty two years to understand that I like flowers on my anniversary. <laughs> it has been slow and steady. But in the end, when you get to this age and midlife, I think we are in this place now. We're thinking we're not going to change much, so, and we know the kids are aging. In the end, it'll only be us, and 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 our friendship counts. So I think I think for us, it's just been listening to each other and learning from each other. It's so crazy just listening to you, Tamkeen. Like what, the things that we can learn from each other when it comes to our marriages and friendships with our spouses, and. It's something that I love about the dynamic of the unfiltered mom and the people that we have within it is we're all so different, right? And culturally, right. like you, you're so, it's so crazy. I'm sitting back like, gosh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to. It feels otherworldly, right? It yeah, feels like otherworldly. it really does. Like you said, like this 1950s, 60s, but like. And it's by choice. I, 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 my sisters are like so separate, are different from me, right? And my sisters are so different from me. And they're like, how do you do it? And I said, I love doing it because I know it makes him happy. And on the flip side of it, what people don't see is that I've been through four bouts of postpartum depression, debilitating postpartum depression. And he had to pull me out from, from dark places where I could rely on no one. And I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. I was so close to being out of it. And it's not lost on me that he every, it was like a little child. I would walk up to him and I'd be like, I'm scared. I don't want to be alone. And he'd be like, you're going to do fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to, like, wow. I remember those moments and it's not lost on me how he has mm-hmm. pulled me out. And so, you know, that's what I mean when I say seasons. So we have, to, we kind of have learned that there comes a time when he needs and needs 
to be fulfilled in certain ways, and there's days when I've had to have him pull me out. So that's how we've learned to kind of, in silence, learn that this is his time, this is my time type of thing. I really resonate with that, Tamkeen, because when we were going through our grief journey, it made me think of, like, typically in our relationship, you know, I'm sort of the cheerleader. I'm the one with, I'm the visionary and he's the executor, right? I'm like, what? this is my idea. Yep. He somehow <laughs> makes it happen. And we really have just always played those roles. And then suddenly when, you know, when I lost my son, I, I was, I felt the same way. I felt like if I could get out of bed today, this would be a great day. And mm. he had to play that role. And he had to understand, oh, this is the role that Lauren plays every yeah. day as, as the mother and wife and how, you know, the leader of this household and business owner, you know, I haven't even mentioned, I mean, we own businesses together, right? So, so it's always like, sometimes I'm the mom, sometimes I'm the wife, sometimes I'm, I'm his, you know, business partner. And it's always just that understanding of sort of the role that you're in in that moment. And that if you're, I don't want to say doing it right, but like, it makes flow, right to you, right? It's, yeah, it's what's like, right to you in your relationship. That right to you is, and if it's in flow and you have each other's backs and and you can hold each other's hands through it, like that's just what makes all of it so worthwhile. This entire right. conversation worthwhile. Yeah. Right. No, I right. I similar experience with my grief. Like when I lost my mom, I just didn't even know how to function, and my husband had to be like that. Come on, you can get out of bed today. It's gonna be okay. And I'm just like, right. I can't move. I can't go on. Like, you know, it just, the trauma of it, the situation was just like too much for me to bear. Whereas my husband is not like the emotional one right. necessarily. Yeah. So he could come swoop, out, you know, swoop in and just be like, okay, you're going to get in the shower right now. Or you're going to, you're going to get out of bed or you're like, you're not, this is not the situation you want. You know, just like, it's just so different. And I think it's beautiful that, they yeah. can, that they can step into those shoes and then like the moment that you start to come to and see the light and just feel more like yourself, like they just can step back and be like, okay, now I'm back in this role. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I'm really, um, I don't know, I just feel very grateful. It doesn't mean every moment is perfect, but it's it exactly, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I would say that yeah. they were, I feel like. He, he reminded me of the person I am and so that I could get out of the person I was fearing I was becoming. So, um, you know, and so I think that a true life partner is someone who knows you, like the bones of you. Uh, and so when you feel like you're falling apart, whichever scenario it is, I mean, raising teenagers is tough, yeah. is really, really tough. And there's times when I am just like seething. And he reminds me, he says, you know, this is just a new phase that we're going to go through and we're going to get through it. Um, and I know you have the tools because I feel like I can't, I can't do this because they just get under your skin. Yep. And he'll remind me, say, no, you can get through this. You've loved them in the times when, you know, they, they, they can basically not even take care of themselves. And now you, <laughs> they know at the heart of it, you're, you know, that you're their mom and everything. You're going to be butting heads, but they'll come out of it. And when they'll come out of it, they'll remember these moments when you just, you know, you just held it together because they're going through this change as well. So it's a whole new ball game with teenagers. I try to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But your marriage can be this beautiful mirror, you know, for for exactly where you're at, for where you're not, (laughs) for who you are, for who you want to be, you know. And what even you want your kids to see, right? Like 
my husband was hugging me last night and my son's like, oh, they're getting married, Marin. Let's go in the other room. I was like, oh, Joel goes, this is all it takes to get married. <laughs> um, but it's like how, you know, my parents fought like crazy growing up. And I, I always tell like, it's so crazy if I raise my voice a little bit, like in excitement. My, my daughter's like, stop fighting. And I was like, oh, honey, this is not fighting. <laughs> right, right. Oh, honey, you would know. <laughs> like, this isn't fighting. This is mommy just explaining something that's really, like, important. Like, you know, like, I'm an yeah. expressive person. And so it's something, like, I don't want my kids, whenever my husband and I have a disagreement, we're like, I don't want my kids to see that. I saw that growing up my whole entire life. Like, my mm-hmm. parents just fought like crazy. And so I think that it's something, and, and for women that are here struggling with the, the working things together, whether it's, you know, working motherhood with your marriage. I think we get into this fantasy of things are perfect all the time, right? Right? You see this stuff on social. You see this stuff like, like really the other day I was like, gosh, does Chrissy Teigen and John Legend even fight? Like they like, he writes (laughs) these beautiful songs. You know, it's just like stuff like that is you get wrapped up in what other people's lives look at, Mm -hmm. look like in the snippet of things, you know, or how you sh- you feel you should be this much further ahead, and then yeah, it's the word should, right? Yeah, it's the should. It's the should that gets us in trouble all the time because we feel like our lives have to mirror the lives of others, and the others who do, who do it so perfectly, or at least they they show that they do it so perfectly. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. I think that being married for this long, we realize that our marriage is is unlike any other marriage in this world because there's only one of us, right? So we and we bring with us our past, yeah. whether um, it's the tra- traumatic events of our past, whether it's the personality, whether the things that you're working through, your own healing journey, because we're all in our own healing journey here. And so I've 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 told him many times, and I think we've established this. I think it was ten years after we were married. I said to him, "You don't have to agree with what I say; just acknowledge it. Acknowledge yeah. my words. Acknowledge my experience. Acknowledge the fact that when I'm saying something, it means something to me." Yes. And you don't always have to fix it. Yeah. I, right? Like what you're saying too is like, you don't always have to fix it. I just need you to listen and validate what I'm yes. saying. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think a Hear lot me. of men, yeah, a lot of men are fixers. Like if I yeah. go to my husband and I'm explaining something to him, he's like, well, why didn't you do this? I was like, listen, I'm not, you don't, I'm not looking for your advice. <laughs> my husband's the same. My husband's the same. Right? I, I just need to express this to you validate how I feel and not attempt to fix it. Cause that's when I get mad when he's trying to, I was like, baby, you don't know this business. Okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to discuss this with you. Like, cause he's the type of person that's like, just let it roll off your shoulders. And I was like, that's the difference between obviously men and women too. Right. Is where we're like, Oh, emotional. (laughs) We're taking all of your feelings. And we're like, you know, it's like when your husband tells you about something happening with their friends, you're like, are they okay? They're like, well, we didn't talk about that. (laughs) Well, what do you mean to talk about that? You didn't ask if they're okay? Well, no. Yeah. I, he just told me he's going through a divorce. Uh, okay. Is he okay? And he goes, I said, what happened? He goes, we didn't talk about that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. men, men are these very simple <laughs> beings. And we expect them to be so this like on this level of us. And I think in marriage and motherhood, you know, we see it all the time. It, as Detroit mom, you guys, I see a lot of stuff. I get a lot of messages and I just take it in. And it's so like, even listening to you guys, 
it's like that moment of appreciating my husband where he is at. And, you know, Lauren and I talk about this often. I'm like, gosh, I just want my husband to just be that, like, go get him, (laughs) you know, like, and where I'm at. And, and, you know, it sometimes is a struggle and I have to realize, you know, my therapist is like, Elizabeth, he's not you. Your 20-year-old daughter's not you. I wouldn't. I couldn't imagine it. Like, this is why we're with the people that we're with. Like, we need that other half. And, and, you know, just to get back to the idea of, like, marriage over motherhood, that's why I do believe it's marriage first because um, at the end of the day, I'm the example for my kids. And I like, Elizabeth, how you kind of spoke to your past and how we bring that into every (laughs) everything, right? Seriously. And, I mean, I come from a divorced family. So, for me... And, and my husband comes from a family where, you know, they've been together forever. And oh, they were also same. high school sweethearts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yep. And actually, my parents were high school sweethearts, too. So that's interesting. But I, I think that, you know, so we come from two completely different examples. And so the end of the day, I mean, we have to mesh them together and ask ourselves what we want and what example we want to be for our kids. Yeah. And literally, we always tell each other, um, you know, probably at least once a month. We're like, at the end of the day, like at the end of our lives, you know, First of all, we want to like we want to be like the notebook and like pass away together. <laughs> oh, I know. And number two, you know, I just want my kids to say like my parents just deeply loved each other. Yeah, like, they were just yep. an example of deep, honest, vulnerable love, and that that was yeah. all I saw. And, yeah. and and don't get me wrong, I mean they're going to see the, some of the in between, but I hope that that's the takeaway. I feel that yeah. I I can agree more with that, and I think you know. Again, to anyone listening, if you're struggling with that, finding the harmony, the balance, however you want to put it, between motherhood and marriage, first seek counseling. Like, uh, counseling for or, uh, my therapist, she, at my dark, when I hit postpartum, I was like, I can't do this. He came home and he was like, I'm so exhausted. And, you know, then I'm like, he's saying that to someone who is nursing a baby full time, you know, all this stuff, right? And so... I think it's important to have that other person that is so unbiased to your marriage, to you, to your, he doesn't know anything about you, right? That you can talk to. Cause it wasn't until I talked to her that I realized, Oh, you got, Oh, he can't read my mind. What are we talking about here? Like it truly, it took her saying to me, Elizabeth, do you think that that man is sitting there going, she needs the dishes done, the baby's fed, all this stuff. Like, well, yeah. Can't he see there's dishes in the sink? Do you know what I mean? So I think it's like parts like that is understanding that we have to communicate. And it's so interesting when I um, was on Sarah Watson's podcast, I had all these like aha moments where she was like, even like when it comes to, you know, because obviously if you're not getting along, you're definitely not having sex. And so if you're not having sex, somebody's not happy. And it's just like this like stream of things. She's like, how do you expect, like, have you communicated to him how you feel? Or even she's like, do you realize that foreplay isn't what we've been taught that it is? It's not intimacy in the bedroom. It's what turns you on about your husband. For me, it's when my husband's super, like, productive and, you know, a go-getter and he's determined and he's driven and all this stuff. And I'm like, ooh, babe, ooh. It's not like any of the other stuff, but we're led to believe that foreplay is this, like, thing that happens in the bedroom. And oh gosh, you know, we have to, you know, have yeah. you ever, like, a, literally. Yeah, I tell my husband that all the time. I say, you have to understand, there is a lead up. Yes. Like, it starts with, like, <laughs> it starts with you. Well, it starts with a lot of things. But, like, even if we just had a nice dinner together and we actually look each other in the yeah. eyes and put our phones down and 
you know, maybe I have like a piece of chocolate. Yeah. Like, I'm like, there is a true lead up to me feeling seen and loved. Yeah. And, cool. and then, I, you know, then it's easier to want to go to that place. Well, it's definitely not a swift, like, pat on the behind yeah. or, or like, I don't know how you guys. No, wham, it's bam, like, thank you, ma'am, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like, or your husband's like, doesn't this turn you on? And I was like, that no. definitely does not turn me on. Like, maybe some other, I'd actually like to meet the woman that gets turned on by a boob brush because it just does nothing for me, babe. Um, you know, or something like, like stuff like that. And I think when we can understand that and communicate that with our spouses or be real with ourselves, what do we really want in our marriage? Like you said, Lauren, I want to get to the end of my life and know that I wholeheartedly have this love for my husband with my husband. My kids saw this and I put him first. And this honestly, just sitting here, it's like, we haven't been on a vacation, just him and I in forever. Yeah. Because I, you get there and you're like, God, the kids are really about this. Yeah, I'm not. One of the Let's kids go. love this. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I, I am all for leaving, leaving my kids, right? Um, it's a little bit harder now with my parents gone. But um, I do think it's important. And I think it's just sitting back and like, I think I need, or like those people who have weekly date nights, I envy you. I want that. Like where it is this time, whether you go get coffee or you, and I know it's not, I know there are going to be women listening that are going to say, I don't have that. That's not an opportunity for us. Well, what can you do at home yeah. to make that? Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and I will say, I know one thing that me and my husband have done every Sunday, we check in. We check in with each I other. I love that. And we check in to see, are your needs being met? How do you feel the week went? Did we spend time together? Yes. Um, and assess, what do we need to do from here? Like, it's like, nope, we weren't very intimate. We, we probably need it. We probably need yeah. it. We probably need yeah. it. <laughs> but we we are like very religious about that Sunday check in so that we can make sure that we're on the same page. Oh, I love that. Okay. Idea. There and and obviously we could probably do a whole second segment. We'll have to maybe have Sarah come in for another part of this because I think there's so many <laughs> so many things to talk about, but we will go ahead and wrap up because you know, you guys know, you listen to season 1, we can talk. <laughs> we can talk when it's something that is relatable, like marriage and motherhood, I think is such a, a high priority because we need to talk more about it. And we're, we're just, I don't think that we are because we're worried what other people are going to think if our marriages are falling apart. We're not, you know, we just, there's just not that space. So we'll, we'll continue this because I feel like there are so many, many more topics, but Thank you guys for listening to the Unfiltered Mom podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen.